Health Plans, your Medicare plans, insurance solutions, and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit requirements, and budget. With many low or no-cost premium plans, zero co-pays, and much more. Our licensed benefits advisor's priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no-obligation consultation. 1-929-367-5269. Folks, welcome back to the uh, uh, iHealth Radio, the iHealth channel, the Sales World channel, the whole network here with your host, Hurricane Age. New day, new show, new topic. Uh, today, we're going to go into the world of meditation, the world of business, entrepreneurship, and advice on how to kind of navigate and, and make it through all the hardships or all the, the, the difficulties that, that come with, with entrepreneurial business, uh, just endeavors, right? And with me, I have uh, someone who does that. So she is a meditation coach for entrepreneurs uh, all the way from the, the land down under. So I'm, I'm talking again to the future. We just had a nice little joke before the start. So, so Wendy Nash with me today. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Hurricane. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's, um, you have a lovely warm presence. So thank you for the kind of enthusiasm and kindness that you've already shown and in interest in Already we had like a five-minute conversation before we came on air and you've been always so um, thoughtful and kind in the way that you've interacted. So I really appreciate that. So I wanted to say thank you. And I also wanted to say thank you to our listener who is listening to this podcast just or, or watching this podcast and, and really uh, to say thank you to just engage with the idea if even if maybe you don't get every episode, but some episodes, everything is a contribution. And also, weirdly, even podcasts and interviews you don't like are still part of this same system because we're all doing the same thing. We're all connecting using the, the same platforms, the same mics, that, you know, we're not separate in any way. We're all part of this large, large system of podcasts and interviews and since the beginning of time, humans have been sharing stories, talking with each other, wondering how they live and how I live and what can I what can I take from them and what can I share? And so it's really uh, we're all part of an interconnected, long historical uh, part of this. You know, we are not the beginning of this. We're just one place in the middle because I know that you've had previous guests and I know there are guests who are coming after me. So I'm just one place in the middle of the whole shebang. So there you go. It's just I really like to open with that because we can think it's just us, we're on our own, but really we're part of a huge system. And the second thing I like to do is to recognise, just to acknowledge that I'm calling from an Aboriginal country called Gubby Gubby Country, which is in Queensland, uh, so I'm just a little bit south, about a thousand kilometers south of the Great Barrier Reef. And um, the thing that I think is really important uh, to recognize about Aboriginal societies and cultures, and I'm not Aboriginal, but I, I really respect a lot of the little that I know I find is really interesting and, and thoughtful and creative and They've been working and understanding and observing this country for 70,000 years, you know, and they've been dealing with a whole lot of different cultures and people and ways of moving in the world. And during that time, they've been sitting there crafting, what do you want to take? What do you want to share going forward? What works? What doesn't? And, you know, the thing that is really different from us white people is that uh, humans aren't the centre of the universe. So we are we are animals in the same way as you have the ocean, you know, the fish in the ocean and you've got the plants and you've got the sky and the stars and the rain and the water and 
everything is all part of a larger system. And I just really appreciate that uh, that's that acknowledgement and contribution to care for people, to care for country. And I've thought a lot about my own ancestry. You know, they think a lot about ancestors. I've thought about my own ancestry and it's English and white and I go, yeah, basically we're not very nice people. We've kind of stolen bodies and and resources for our benefit and certainly not for anybody else's. And I also like to say to anybody who is not white to say sorry for the harm that we have caused because we have done so much harm and we continue that and it does nobody any good. So I just want to say sorry. So there you are. Thank you. Thank you, Harrigan, for letting me say that. Well, no, thank you. And 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 again, big word. Thank I mean two words, literally huge words. And I think they sometimes we miss those words in our lives. And uh I appreciate that you started with this because I mean actually literally give me goosebumps, <laughs> you know, listening to you because it is powerful. And I think for all audiences, uh the power of thank you is is beyond belief, beyond what we can understand. And it doesn't take much to say that. And uh it touches the heart, touches it, it's really true and real. And, and, you know, it is, we should thank a lot of people for, you know, everybody in your life, you should thank, you should thank, you you know, your family, your friends, the world. And, and there's so many things that we should be thankful for on a day-to-day basis. So thank you for doing that and, and for really sharing that message with, the, with, with, with our audiences. And, and, you know, you mentioned something about the podcast word and the communication. It is, it is, uh, uh, it's, it's a world on its own, literally, and it's evolved over the years. And, the purpose of this, the work that that a lot of the f- people do uh, in the podcast, talk shows, and stuff, is really education and enlightenment and, and inspiration and motivation. Yeah, there's there's businesses behind it, whatever the case may be, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I refer to the, those those uh, shows sometimes as lectures. I mean, you get some real lectures out of these things and some real you know stuff that you can take to real world you know practice and application, and it, it's just big. So thank you for that. And then I want to also thank you for for what you said about the uh, Virginies, you know, and 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 just the uh, the culture and the interaction and the history sometimes that has uh, some some sort of an impact, you know, one way or the other. And sometimes we don't do that, where we thank, you know, the the natives of of the land and and you know uh, highlight, you know, their work and 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 sometimes the atrocities, whatever you want to call it, the bad things that happen over mm-hmm. you know centuries. And it is funny that you said this today because I don't know, I'm not sure if following the world's uh, FIFA and uh, in Qatar, there's the world world uh, you know uh, soccer cup, you know a football cup, and um, you know there was a lot of uh, back and forth discussions about how Qatar is doing, you know, with regulations in terms of certain things. And one thing that came up, the FIFA, you know, uh, president had a speech that he had, you know, with some that he presented, and one thing he said is that. Uh, we Europeans should actually, uh, uh, you know, we've done a lot in the last 3,000 years and we should actually probably apologize for the next 3,000 years for the next we've done. So it's funny that you said that because this was, you know, totally like two different events and, you know, you didn't even realize that, but it's really like the same message that he claimed, you know, or he said it yesterday. I think yesterday it was when he uh, had that statement. But it is powerful sometimes just to bring this to the surface because... Mm. You're, you're right. We're humans. And sometimes we forget that we are just part of this whole fabric of earth and the world and the universe. And we're not really the biggest things on this planet. And and sometimes we forget, you know, because of maybe pride, ego, whatever it may be, uh, that we're just, there's more powerful things. Uh, and um, we're just a small, minute entity in this this wholesome universe i mean where i mean earth is is really a speck, you know, of sand, you know, whatever. It's like a grain of sand in this galaxy and beyond. So, and the majesty of this, when you fly over, <laughs> you know, land, and then you don't see humans because you don't, you can't even see houses, let alone humans. Then you start like seeing really what a magnitude is. And sometimes that's humbling where we can just kind of, Hey, take it easy. You're not going to be that big, you know, <laughs> of a deal. We think of ourselves that. And so we got to humble ourselves. We have to be thankful. And so again, thank you so much for, for, for that intro. I think that's, that's part of this show, you know, uh, and I think if our audiences take some of that home today, I think we're already in a good place. So, so that's that. Now let's talk about your um, work, your background. I mean, um, you help business uh, folks and entrepreneurs and CEOs and you know just you know folks that are getting into the business to to navigate business to 
to be strong during business, but using meditation. So that, there's two components there. One is, first of all, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about, about your background, because I know you do. You have psycho uh, therapy, I think, or, or yeah, you, you, you're going to tell us more about that. And then also you work as a coach to help, you know, uh, folks kind of focus. I mean, meditation is big and there's so many ways to do this. So let's guide us through your background and then the, the kind of work. And then let's talk about some of the uh, things that you deal with on a day basis and then some of the issues or the problems or or just the challenges that some of the business owners or entrepreneurs can face while they're doing the business, before they start the business, and you know how they can actually really be ahead of the game and and, and really succeed, uh, succeed. So let's let's start with the background. All right. Gosh, there was so much in there. I thought, oh, yeah, but we want to talk about what does success mean? And everyone's got an idea about what success means. Uh, that, that, I want to hear we about go- that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, basically, I, um, I, I didn't start off in a particularly easy place. I had tons of stuff to deal with in my own childhood and I didn't do well at school, but I really wanted to make the best of every opportunity and I have a kind of jumping in and curious, enthusiastic character. And so I just kind of have taken that everywhere I go. So even though I didn't do well at school, I thought, yep, but I'm going to see what it's like in Europe. I really wanted to find out who I was. So I went to Europe and I lived in England for a while and then I married my ex-husband who's French and I came back and And I was just still curious about who I was, even though I had sort of started to understand myself, I still didn't really have that much grounding. But I did start to really pay attention to business leaders that were good and which ones weren't. You know, I did admin for a long time just because I just, I didn't finish school. So there aren't a huge amount of options. But the thing about being an executive assistant and the secretary is you see right up close what is going on when people are good, when they're not, and the games people play. And first up, if anybody is starting a business and you think, oh, well, I'll just, you know, work through this and and I know what's going on and I'll hoodwink, let me tell you, no one is hoodwinked <laughs> in the same way you're not hoodwinked. You know, you're, you're not going to be duped. Why would you do that to other people? So I really saw that. And just different people and how to interact across languages and cultures and yeah, really a pre- appreciation for diversity of ideas and how little I knew. So then I came back and I married my ex-husband, who's who's French, and he's a really lovely guy, but I just had so much baggage. So I had this huge journey of self-investigation. And part of that was my own psychotherapy journey and I did a psychotherapy diploma in order to do that. It was a body-oriented one, and I found it so useful because the more I understood myself, the more I understood other people, and it helped me see where actually I had a capacity to really see people in a way that, that I hadn't been able to do. The more introspective I became an understanding of my own landscape, the more I realized, A, I was wrong about people a lot of the time. I thought A, B, C, and turns out they were G, E, F, you know. <laughs> I, I, I was really wrong about so much stuff because I was wrong about myself. And so I took up meditation because I was angry, bitter, hurt, hard, and I have just applied loving kindness to my world and you know I just see the benefits just from small to large so I've been with my current partner for two and a half years and we're just at that point where uh, we're shifting from that place of being in that big love you know to the grind of daily life and I said to him yesterday morning I just said I feel so loved. I just feel so loved by you, you know. And I feel and and we we are kind of in this love bubble. And it's because what we do is we both say thank you to for every single tiny little thing that each other does. And we we do raise difficulties 
but it's always done with sincerity and kindness. And we go about it in a tender way and a thoughtful way, and we never don't say stuff that needs to be said. We get it right when it's early, so there's no resentment. And because we're we're sort of appreciative of each other all the time, we just create this really large, beautiful space where we can both grow and develop. And I that that is the approach that I take, and that's what I see with my clients. So I see with clients, they come to me and they're meditating, and one in particular, he's amazing. He he started and he's been a bit curious and he he was working in an organization household name here uh and he started meditating and it took ages like six months or something to get him up to 20 minutes a day it takes ages to get to a good practice and then once he did that he's like oh i get it and i'm like oh yeah you're really in there you're, he's doing it every day and he's like, start. And then he decided he would go out and he would start his own business. And I was thinking, oh, you're way too soon because you know what it's like. You have to prep this for a couple of years. You have to have a lot of background and info and it takes a lot of time. And you have to keep your day job for a long time before you can go into the, the side, what they call a side hustle, which is a bit aggressive as a word, but your side business. And then it shifts in emphasis. And he went and he was just like, oh, man, this is really hard. And he ended up working in the supermarket and because a checkout person and stacking shelves because he had to pay his bills, it was very, very humbling. And I said, okay, so you're on the factory floor essentially. What do you learn? What can you learn as a leader, somebody who's going to start a business about what it's like to be at the bottom of the pile, to have every minute monitored to have all your mistakes you know back on you in your face and have people speaking to you in particular ways and who are you working with what is going on in their lives what do you see are the issues and he started to really think about that he worked on his business a little bit but in the end it just wasn't working he that that organization contacted him and said we'd like you to apply for a contract one-year contract job and he's come back with the meditation, the self-awareness, the awareness of what it's like to work at the bottom, how hard it is to be an entrepreneur. And then he's just like this rising star. And I'm like, okay, what you need to work out here is how you're going to deal with the politics because you're going to have people getting knives in your back because you're a rising star. They're going to want to cut you down. Let's talk about politics, how to navigate politics. So that's just one one particular example, but it, I find that such a good good example of when when people really take on board the meditation, the benefit, um, and the more he's aware of himself, the more of he's kind of gaining confidence. He's not arrogant. He's not cocky. Absolutely not. Kind of the opposite. He's very, very humble, but he's really curious about who he is and, and how to interact with people. So I hope I have answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty in there. And, and you know, I'd like to just, you know, kind of break it down a little bit. So first things, and thank you for sharing your your background, your story. And um, the, in itself, that is actually a learning lesson for a lot of audiences today. I mean, you, you're clear about your, your beginnings and, and things that you've had and not had and and you work through your own person and uh regardless of the challenges you were able to turn that around and you know take it and make a positive outcome from it and that's actually uh i think a core message for our audiences is that that no matter what life gives you at any given point there's always a chance to come back there's always a chance to improve and to turn it for the better and mm -hmm. and i love what you said about you know where you started using kindness in your world and i think that's also something that's that's becoming a little bit less and less um available these days unfortunately and i think it's time to bring some of that you know to the world and hopefully again some of these shows can bring some of that positivity and some kindness in the world 
Uh, but just reminding people that it's okay. It's a, it's beautiful to be kind and to beautiful to to be kind to yourself, to be around. And I, again, just to thank you. You said earlier that's just in its own a big you know deal, and and it changes the dynamics of how you operate and how you work. It's just how you talk to people. You know, sometimes I, I, you know, just, just today I had an interesting, you know, exact, you know, event that happened, uh, an incident. It was not an incident. So I parked and I went to, to grocery shopping and I go to this parking lot. And so there is, uh, you know, I know how to park my vehicle. So I just pulled and, and I know this area. So they have these air, uh, stations where you can actually inflate your, your tires. So, but it's mm -hmm. only two units and it's on the other side. So I parked, this guy comes out and he wants to give me the advice that I would be told, but. Instead of him calling me and says, hey, you know, you sorry, I think this is a, not a good spot to like, that's how I always said it. Like, you know, this is maybe not, I'm not sure, but you might have a problem. Maybe you got to ask somebody. He says, well, you can't read. You can't park there. This is not a parking spot. They're going to get, you know, you're going to get towed. I'm like, well, I do. I can read, but I don't see anything to read. It's like, well, it's here. I was like, well, there's nothing on this side, <laughs> you know? So, so, so it's amazing. Like how he literally, he wanted to do a good gesture. He went about it the wrong way. It was more yeah. insulting than actually resolving anything because he could have done it just the way he would have said it. it would have been like, oh my God, I appreciate you. But I didn't appreciate anything about him because it was really condescending. And the way he said it, he was like pompous. And he thought he was doing a good thing. That's what annoyed me the most. I mean, you try to do things or you're just trying to be funny. <laughs> you know, you're trying to be like, you know, yeah. the one that makes a difference. And sometimes that's the point. I mean, talking about kindness, you can help people. But but not you know hurting them or by not being condescending to them or not you know uh, talking down to them, you don't know. And first of all, when you said to someone, "Can you read?" Uh, no, I'm illiterate. I don't know how to read. And maybe I can speak in a different sign language. I don't know. I mean, you assumed already that all that stuff. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now here's the thing. I mean, I have a press plate and I could park there no matter what. <laughs> That's one. Second of all, I parked. I know it's a correct parking. But but the reason I'm bringing this example is because talking about kindness. I mean, you. <laughs> it's a complete stranger doesn't know you he's already mm -hmm. making assumptions about you and the mm -hmm. first thing he wants to do the you know you thought he was going to do the right thing but he just went all around the wrong thing mm -hmm. and sometimes is what we do versus you know what we say versus you know how we say things can mm -hmm. make a big difference mm -hmm. and so so again uh, you talked about kindness it's it changes dynamics you said you talked about you and your partner and how you guys have this nice model of of discussion where it's all based on being positive, based on mutual respect and, and and kindness and thankfulness. And all that makes a difference, you know, and I think that's the thing. And then you talked about the example of one of your clients. And and I love that example because that's an example I personally can relate to. I've been there. <laughs> you know, I can I can literally speak to those levels from the top to the bottom and back to the top. And, you know, it and it's it is a, a situation where some some people may not have to gun gone through it because not everybody goes through it but if you're in a live in a career path no matter what you're right there's so much so many things that can happen and there's a lot of um backstabbing there's a lot of politics mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about that mm -hmm. now there's a lot of people that that when they see you going and making the right moves they don't like mm -hmm. it they'll make all the trouble and make it their business actually to get you you know out or whatever and go you know mm -hmm. uh, against you so there's all those things and i love when you said something about when you were an admin and you can see things, you can notice leadership styles and mm -hmm. some people who, who have power trips, which is some people very humble, you know, and, and it's a big deal. We hear this all the mm -hmm. time. People don't mm -hmm. leave jobs. They leave managers or bosses. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, so it is real and, and people don't realize that it's just how you talk to people. Not everybody in a position sometimes is really uh, fit for that position. They might have a role, but they don't know how to do it. And, and mm -hmm. the biggest part about any role is, personal touch is like mm -hmm. how you handle the people that work with you not for you that's the other thing i i'm in the personal belief that no one works for no one everybody works for themselves and yeah we do share a job and we have different titles based on whatever our opportunities and you know our maybe expertise and so on and so forth but at the end of the day no one's better than anybody or the other person it's just a matter that you know i refer to it in my world like ranks you know everybody's got a different rank you know and so based on experience it's like you know you're a military type you know and you know you're a colonel or you're a general whatever so that means you have a little bit more you know chips but those chips are earned by experience not because you're better <laughs> you mm -hmm. know than me in a personal level right your expertise makes you better you know in that mm -hmm. ranking but not human wise we all mm -hmm. equal and I, I think that's a different you know uh, a view and perspective when you talk, you know, in business. I mean, I I have been mm -hmm. in leadership for over twenty plus years, literally twenty five years, mm -hmm. and I still I can I can state it this way, and I'm very happy to say that I have I hope that I've never rubbed someone the wrong way, <laughs> you know, and I I still have a good relationship with 
all types of folks that I've worked with, whether they report to me or I reported them or I actually, you know, partner with them. Uh, now, of course, there's always one or two folks that may not, you know, connect with you and that's okay. And, uh, you know, there's no reason, there's no problem with that. I actually respect everybody because even the ones that kind of did something that was not appropriate to me, I appreciate that because, because of them, I learned a lot <laughs> because mm-hmm. of them. I was able to actually take that and apply, you know, to your point, what, I did not want happen to me. I make sure that it's not happening to other people. So that's important. Mm-hmm. And then the idea of starting a business that you talked about, uh, most people think like, oh, it's, you know, it's an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it is as easy, as difficult as you want it to be. It's easy. Yes, you can. Anybody can start a business. You know, you can just co- incorporate or whatever and, and start something, right? Buy, buy stuff or create a service and do it. But dealing with what comes with it, the pressures, the stress, the financial stuff, the, the human factor, especially if you have to, to recruit and stuff, recruiting itself can be a challenge. You know, a lot of stuff can be, you know, available to you that can really, really hurt, you know, everything. And if you're not prepared well enough, mentally and physically, he will challenge you and you probably will, will give up and stuff. But, but the example you gave about your client is that he experienced all different levels and 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 the fact that he had to go back to 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 the floor, and and by the way, I, when I say I relate to it, I've I've been there, you know, mm-hmm. where I had to restart, you know, from a top you know position to an entry position type. I've even you know gone literally off, and and there's a time where I had to work literally in a supermarket, you know, back in the days, and uh, there was nothing wrong with that. But but you see how people are, and sometimes mm-hmm. with a small title, people will become, you know, so. Um, pompous and so like you know power you know uh, driven and things like that and they and and when you realize like because i i you know the way i realized it eventually that these some people are just shallow and they don't they don't have a big vision and uh that's all they know and and because you give them and i think that's the worst part about any leader or any position of of leadership um when you give someone a title and an authority it's how to manage that. And most of the time they lose their themselves in that title or, or that particular role. I'm like, I, I got this, I'm the boss, I'm this, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you're the boss of no one when everybody leaves you, <laughs> you know, but, but as an experience for someone who actually goes through it, um, it is humbling. And, uh, mm. you know, it, you appreciate everybody. You appreciate everybody from that, the person that is just starting to that person that's on top. And there is no difference. It's just a matter of doing the work. And, you know, again, you have a role and you got to do your job. But but what I love about what you stated is that, you know, the meditation that you've introduced uh, is something to really kind of get people to settle, to actually really uh, put their foundation together. And that is not easy. Now, I can tell you, I, I have not tried. I've. I do different types of meditation, if you want to call it. Not, not, and I'm not sure the, the med- meditation you know, format that you use, but I mean, I do like martial arts and I do some, you know, uh, uh, that kind of thing, like Zen or whatever. So I do some stuff, but it's not really your formal meditation. I've even tried hypnosis. <laughs> you know, so I've done, I've done a lot of things. But, but so, so I want you, uh, first, I just wanted to break that down. That's, that was the whole you know, piece here. But now let's break down the meditation protocols that you use. Uh, any format, any particular you know, background, uh, is there anything specific about it? And, and how does it work? That, you know, and then, of course, what would be a good time frame for someone to really you know, master it? Because you said it's not easy and it takes time to actually develop into it. Mm. Mastering meditation. Yeah, well, that's, you know, when I would say the Dalai Lama probably has mastered it, but I'm just not so <laughs> sure about anybody else. You know, we, well, I don't even know what that word means. So, you know, we have this idea that we're here and then, you know, one day when I'm, I sit down, and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to get good at it. And kind of you don't ever get good at it. You just get less bad at it maybe or you have a, I don't even know if that's true. I think you would say, I would say you become aware of, of what is going on. So it's more that you start from, wow, my mind is crazy busy and Therefore, I can't meditate, which is the starting place. And so therefore, I'm going to never do this again because I can't meditate because my mind is crazy. So uh, that's that's a pretty common place to start. And that's a line that I often hear. But that's it's more that 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 is an initial place to start. But 
even there you can see that actually I'm going to become aware of the mind. So it it really what's important is to engage with the fact that the mind is wild. And my my style is to my my feeling about that voice, which is really kind of full on and intense, is first up, I call it the opinionated mind. Some people call <laughs> it the ego, but I'm just like, you should do this and you should do that. Like my mind's just going, oh, you're hopeless and you're useless. And I, I don't think I am any way, shape or form on my own on that one. And but so what I do when it gets really full on and busy is I just kind of go, oh, what's the emotional quality to this voice? Because, you know, when you're listening to a friend or you're in a cafe and you hear it, hear someone's being, you ah, oh, yeah, they sound really upset, actually. And I, so it's more like, oh, so there's a quality that's emotional here. What is the emotional quality? And once you kind of stop that kind of crazy mind and go, ah, oh, what's the emotional quality here? Then A, it stops the mind going kind of crazy and B, it means that the mind, the opinionated mind, so that stops going crazy and then this awareness has a sort of which is the witnessing mind has a chance to be to speak because for as long as the opinionated mind is going nuts, that awareness voice which is soft and gentle but really clear, it just needs space to come up. And so it's working with the opinionated mind and the spacious mind, the aware, the aware mind. That that's the juxtaposition to work with. So um, I I like to call meditation training the mind. I mean that's a that's very clearly out of the Tibetan tradition. And so there are kind of three, three I'm gonna like a little pyramid. So the foundation of meditation, or I guess Buddhism, I'm Buddhist, so this is it, is, is the ethical position. Basically, if you're behaving in a shitty way, you can never, you can never calm, calm the mind because if you do something a bit mm, off or unclear or a bit skullduggery or, you know, just a bit funny, your, your mind gets really haunted by that. The, you know, the, the aware mind starts to go, ah, you were a bit dodged there actually. So <laughs> uh, you can't ever have a clear mind, a calm mind. So I'm not going to use clear mind because that gets a bit funny. People means, mean, think that means no thoughts. You don't can't get a calm enough mind because you can't get a kind mind because there's a part of you which is going, uh-uh. You were a baddie. You were a baddie. <laughs> so uh, that so ethics is really important, and that's a kind of a large topic. Ethics, but basically, look for any act of kindness or care or softness or warmth coming your way, and allow yourself to receive that, and then you will feel good about who you are. And then you will behave in a way that is gracious to others. So like you said with your parking gentleman, you know, he was a bit off. And, you know, sometimes my partner's sharp with me and I just, I skip the sharpness because I know that he's not intending it. I just really focus on what the message is. Okay, so he's feeling a bit frazzled or he's feeling irritated by whatever it is. So I just go, okay, I'll leave him to it or, oh, can I help or whatever. Um, so the foundation is is ethics. So how well are we receiving other people's gestures of kindness? How thoughtful are we in how we respond to that? How much care do we respond? How graceful are we in how we respond to that? And then using that. And then you, you can start to train the mind in being aware of its responses. The more kindness we receive from others, it's like a, a bed of, uh, I don't know, a soft cushion, like lying on a, 
a really beautiful hayfield in a way with the sun coming in when you when you do that and that allows you to to start to when you're in that good space you're held so well that it allows you to take on some of the things that you're not doing well actually ways that you're unkind so one guy so i've had conversations you know what is meditation mm-hmm. and so if if you're okay i'll just address yeah. that yeah please Yep. So one so one person said to me, my form of meditation is to walk along the beach. I'm like, that's and just, you know, I'm going, yeah, that's just relaxation. That's going for a lovely stroll. There's no training of the mind in it. There's no kind of awareness of what is going on in the mind. There's no witnessing of what is the crud or the good stuff, you know, what's quality of the mind. That's just kind of having a nice time. Mm-hmm. Somebody else said, um, my kind of meditation is to read a book. I was like, well, that's lovely. It's relaxation. That's very lovely. But it's not meditation because you're not training your mind. You're learning a lot like podcasts and going, oh, yeah, actually there's some stuff I can learn about how to interact with people. So novels particularly are very, very good ways of becoming a better person. So the more novels you read, the more creative you are in the ways that you respond to the world. So there you go. Um, Somebody else said, my form of meditation, so what about this? Um, I'm in a bad mood and I play the piano for a couple of hours. I get out of at the end of it, I feel so much better. I'm like, that's great. That's flow. That's not meditation because... All you're doing is getting into this bad space, and I suppose it's calming the body, but it's not really got that mind training. You're not going, what what was it that arose before that that made me in that bad mood? And then he also said, I was driving along and I started this thing where I'm driving along and I see a guy and he's like, and I used to get really angry, what are you doing on the road, you idiot, you dickhead? And he was like, (laughs) and then he decided he was not going to do that. He was just going to sit there and go, you know what, you go first. Now that is meditation. It's just in every moment. And you don't have to sit still for 20 minutes and do this clear of the mind, whatever that means. You just... he's going, ah, I'm kind of an ass when I'm on the road and I don't want to be one of those shitty old guys who's just screaming at everybody on the road or screaming at the television. I'm going to change the way I do this. And so I'm going to be aware that every time somebody does something that basically pisses me off, I'm going to hold back so there's restraint there. And I'm going to let them go first. Now, for other people who perhaps have more tendency to be restrained, actually they might say, I'm going to speak up for myself. I'm going to express myself. Instead of my automatic response is to hold back, I'm actually going to come forward. Mm. So it's to observe, I can feel myself pulling back. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come forward. And then there are some other people who tend to put everybody first and struggle to find delight in their own world because they're just putting everybody first. They're caring for everybody. Their bodies are all falling apart. They're not living well. They're they're sort of got quite a passive-aggressive style. Mm -hmm. And for those people, it's really important to kind of go, actually, I need to take care of myself and I can feel I'm starting to get a bit passive-aggressive or feel a bit burdened and I'm enduring this or whatever it is, and to go, I need to actually become more aware of what's going on and say no. I'm going to say no to that, actually. I heard something and it was like, a no is better than a no-show. I thought that's perfect for those people. So, (laughs) So it's all about changing the habit of what you usually do and kind of doing the opposite. So, so I, Wendy, I, I, I'm listening to you and just, you know, it's funny because when I said I do some meditation, I was referring to like most like relaxation, I guess that was it. I mean, you know, in martial arts, they train you like where you just, you know, sit and just kind of like close your eyes and kind of just, you know, empty, try your mind. But this is beyond that. This is like literally like, you know, having a 
a focused mind, literally, like an understanding what your levels are and you are in control because that's the thing. I think most of us are not in control. I mean, we think we're in control, but we just lose the cool quickly. <laughs> you know, it's like all it takes is one trigger. It's like, ah, you know, but but someone that's completely like, you know, anchored into the ground, they're, they're just like, okay, sure. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned the Dalai Lama and, and you know, Buddhism and stuff. Uh, that's one trait about, you know, uh, the monks, for example, they're very sad. I mean, you can't get them to even get emotions. I mean, they're just like, Sure. If you, you have to be at a certain level of really awareness to actually be able to do that. Most of us probably cannot do it without practice or at least get it into the system and understanding what it means to get there. And and let alone when you're in business, you're going like 200 miles an hour. And, and you know, the last thing you have in your mind is like you take a minute and just to kind of like reconfigure your brains. It doesn't work that way because you're like, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do that. And then, and then you have issues, you have people, you have emotions going. So it's like, Everything is happening, and it's like all your 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 brain is like you know, uh, you know, uh, firing up these these synapses are like just like you know the messages are going left and right. It's like you know there's like a thunderstorm going on, <laughs> you know. But this is like the opposite. This is like almost like there is no storm in there. You just like nice, and you know, I, I, at least that's what I'm getting from the vibe. Is like to understand, and then you you're removing the negativity, you're removing anything that's bad that's triggering your emotions and your reaction, and you're just like, huh. And then also taking taking um, responsibility, I guess, because when you said something about being aware, mm-hmm. you know, because that starts with that. I mean, if if I'm driving, I'm like, you know, every time I'm like, I know that I'm the one who's making noise, and you know, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna please go. That's a whole. That's being aware of like you know something, but but being aware is a whole different process because that's where you got to be. At least you have to ask the question. How many people ask the question? Like, am I wrong? Did I, you know, like, mm-hmm. believe it or not, today that with that incident, I had to question myself. Did I overreact? Did I react the wrong way? Was that mm-hmm. wrong? Was that right? And I kind of like, you know, try to, maybe I could have handled it differently, but but the guy just kind of rubbed it the wrong way and he, he mm-hmm. just didn't have a good approach mm-hmm. about it. And mm-hmm. I didn't do anything to him. I was just like, you know what, whatever, get away. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But I could have mm-hmm. probably even ignored him. Uh, but so, so he got to, you know, to press a button that, you know, sometimes, you know, you're in the wrong place, the wrong time, and he's mm-hmm. just like something and it just triggers. So, so, so your world of meditation really, you know, teaches, you know, someone to actually kind of stop and really revamp their, their mind, revamp the way they feel, they think, and they approach things. Uh, so what would be a process for someone, for example, watching today or listening, how long will it take them to actually get into a, a moment where they can really, really do this? And I know we're not mastering this. You know, it's it's probably not you know not achievable to the common folk here. But but at the end of the day, it's it's something that we will thrive for because I think everybody want to be in that position where they can have you know mastery or control of emotions and the mind and be clear about what they want when they do it. And no matter what phases them, I mean, no matter what faces them, nothing phases them. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, so it'd be like, okay, you know, like, sure. You know, like, that's the other thing. Like we see this in, uh, I watch a lot of movies that have to do with, um, disaster or catastrophe mm-hmm. and stuff. And the reason I watch those, cause I, I actually analyze the reactions. Now these are all scripted movies, but you, mm-hmm. you, like I start asking the question, am I going to be this one? Or am I going to be this one? Am I going to be the mm-hmm. one that's going to do this? And, mm-hmm. and so I use that for me. And then also like to see like how people sometimes behave you know, mm-hmm. in their certain, certain circumstances, because people can go nuts. I mean, we talked about how we feel that we are the ego part, right? Uh, and so that's that's a challenge. But when you look at that, you're like, sometimes you have to like uh, question things. And am I that person? I wa- Will I be the bad guy or the good guy? <laughs> the, you know, the villain or the actual good? It is hard sometimes to actually, and most of us don't ask questions. We just live and do. Mm-hmm. And to take a step back and, and just kind of like concentrate, and start, you know, zoning in and figuring out ourselves. That is a difficult task. So, someone comes to you. What's what's that that process? And and you know, uh, what is what is a good way to to determine that they've achieved some level? Ah, oh, gosh, you like you know Bye. like. So I I'm gonna just there's a couple of things in there I want to say. So one is. You know, you talked about being completely frantic yeah. and, you know, pulled in all different directions and you you don't have time, you don't have... And the Dalai Lama says, you know, people say, how long should I meditate for? And he says, well, generally I say 30 minutes. By the way, 30 minutes for a beginner is way too long. Start with five. 
even that, I'd say start with one minute. I have people who have been doing three minutes for six months, you know, so hard for them to get to four minutes, five minutes. It takes a lot of like you have the body has to calm down, the mind has to calm down. Um, and but but so 30 minutes. And he said, but if you don't have time, an hour is required. And so that's <laughs> counterintuitive. But what he's saying is you're really not using your time wisely. You're getting you're kind of reacting to everything. You're not responding to the world. You know, you're not thinking ahead. You're not uh, engaging with things as they are small. You're kind of kind of reacting and you, your mind is very uh, raw, I guess, untrained, I guess. And I, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't have it here, but because uh, I had a I normally have two vases, but I'll just go with with one. I'll just do two things. So one is, so here, you, this is a, a jug, a water jug, a, a pitcher, I think in American you call it, mm -hmm. and it's quite pretty. It's got little dots and flowers and blue things. A friend gave it to me several years ago. And uh, so here's my question to you. Does, does the jug, the pitcher, does that, cause your feelings it, it does okay so so right so here is the main issue because actually it's your own body your own mind your own awareness the way you see the world you the way that you have kind of uh, imagine beauty is or a, 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 attractiveness is but it's your body, it's your mind that is reacting to something that is very neutral. So, and now I'm going to hold up. I'm just moving house. So it's a, my usual props aren't usually here. But I'll take, see if I've got something. Uh, I've got um, I've got this thermos flask because I drink okay. two litres of water a day. So, so imagine this is really, really ugly. Okay. And so now, you know, this ugly thing, does this ugly thing cause your feelings? Potentially. So it triggers them. So what it is is, you know, in the beginning you get something that's, you know, you've got a new car or whatever it is, and you're like, wow, I love my car. And then, you know, you drive down the street and you look at it, somebody else and it's like, oh, I wish I had that car. And suddenly your own car looks a bit dingier or a little bit less glamorous, whatever. <laughs> now, the true. car has not changed. <laughs> All that has changed is that your way of understanding, your mind, your body is looking at exactly the same thing. Like we're talking, you know, one minute later, so the car isn't damaged or anything like that. It's no different. But you see the other one, you go, oh, my one's not so good anymore. And so you can say, well, it's now an ugly car. So but actually, it hasn't caused your feelings. It's your mind um, that is there. And just to respond to that thing, you know, you watch disaster movies and a couple of things out of that, be careful about what you watch because it's a bit like eating junk food. You know, your food, you can eat Maccas and KFC and all this stuff, but it's really bad for you and all you're going to end up is a lot of cardiovascular disease and diet 50, you know, so, like, don't eat that shit. But in the same way, just be careful about what you're ingesting in terms of the world and does it make you feel like you're kinder, the world around you is kinder, people are more thoughtful. Now, I don't need an answer on that, but it's worth investigating and inquiring about what good is this doing to my mind? So I just put that there, like watching the news. You know, it's good to watch the news, be aware. Do you need to watch people screaming at each other? No, you can get news other ways. You know, there's a great website called The Conversation and it gives all these academic perspectives on contemporary issues. So you don't get that vitriol, but you get the content. So that's a little head, heads up on that. Um, but I think there is a Navy saying and it says you, um, you, you behave in a crisis, you behave according to your level of training, not to your level of education, something like that. So if you want to figure out how are you going to respond, 
as you know, in that emergency, that emergency, whatever. As you go down the street, pay attention to how you, so when you're driving along and some there's a, a near miss, an incident, and there's a near miss and you just swerve slightly or someone swerves into your lane, how do you respond actually? And in that moment, that's where the training happens and you can think about it. And people always think they're better drivers than they are. I'm a big car, you know, anti-car advocate, just, just activist here, just <laughs> me. So I'm just giving you a heads up on this. I do tons and tons of research into traffic and why people think they're good drivers when they're really not. And it turns out that it's because I'm a good driver. It's them who's the bad driver. Why not this one? Anyway, so the reason <laughs> is that all those times when you change lanes and nothing happens, you correct and you think you're good. But or the times when you the traffic slows and you you stop in time, you think you're good. But actually, what it is is that you aren't aware of all the times when you have a lot of near misses. So I just that's my little car advocacy thing. So you're probably you think you're a good driver, but chances are you're probably not. Because people always overestimate their capacities. You know, we think we're really good when really a lot of the time we're wrong. We're stupid, we do dumb things, we think something's going to happen and it doesn't. So anyway, I'm hoping I answered your question. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. And, and as a matter of fact, thank you, because I, I love what you said, because we all have that whole feeling that, you know, we're the perfect, you know, entity and there is, there's, our stuff doesn't stink. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, everybody yeah, yeah. else is, is wrong. We're always right. And I, I love that because once you're aware, you you do realize that that is not the case. Sometimes it is us. And it's always starting with us, no matter what. We put ourselves in positions. To your point, if I didn't want to acknowledge the dude today, I could have done that. I could have just walked away and nothing happens. You know, I wanted to make a point, but it wasn't really at a point. It was no point. I, you know, like, and, and you realize that like a minute, like, like, what's the point? I mean, you know, he triggered it. So just an example, but this is something that happens all the time. But, you know, uh, that's the, that's the thing. Like we have to be aware of things, whether the card, you mentioned something about the, you have something that's valuable. The minute that you see something else, that value is, is overdone. It's just your mind, but that didn't devaluate it. Just that now you see something different. And so your mind is playing tricks on you. But again, you talk about awareness. That's really what it starts. Mm -hmm. Most of us may not be aware. We're like almost mm -hmm. zombies. I refer mm -hmm. to it as such because we're really like in the zone hypnosis type of thing. And we're just, we're just following the dynamics of, of life. And we're not taking a minute, you know, to breathe and just like sinking all in. And that's, I think, a, a big problem for all of us and more, most of us who have not taken the time to exercise. And I, I love what you said, about three minutes, I mean, of just pure, you know, reflection and just, you know, being you and aware I think it takes a minute probably is going to be hard just to do that, just to really start thinking about yourself <laughs> and, and just eliminating some of the stuff and see how you can react with different. It is tough and it's going to take more and more for people to actually get there. So I know where we have a very, you know, uh, high time. So, so a couple of things uh, before we close, what would be some of the advice to, to some of the business owners or business, you know, um, uh, I guess, people that want to start a business or people that want to start a business in general or they're starting or they're just in a position, you know, how they can really maximize their creativity and, and do get the best out of themselves uh, using meditation or the power of meditation. So there's a question that I always think is really useful, which is what am I not seeing about this? You know, somebody like I had an interaction with somebody yesterday and I just thought, ah. Oh, you know, I've been having this relationship with this person. It's not somebody I see all the time. It's just somebody who comes into my life periodically. And, um, and I just get always rankled by her. And I was like, what am I not seeing about that? What am I not seeing about her? What am I not seeing about me? What am I not seeing about the interaction, about the dynamic that's created? Once I understood that, I was like, oh, now I know what's going on. So whenever it kind of bumps up, I'm just like, oh, I know what that is. I don't have to do anything but like your car, you know, your parking guy, you know. Ah, you know, he just rattled me. I just, so that's one. What am I not seeing about this with all your problems, with anything you're about to go into, somebody you meet, somebody you feel like maybe they're a bit dodge, are they being honest? What am I not seeing about this is a really good question. Um, the other one is if you've got somebody who I would always encourage people to look 
particularly with staff, it can be really easy to get a bit judgy. You haven't done this, you haven't done that. To spend, so I like to go, you know, we have conversations and situations in work that are um, kind of we need to be straight with people. You can't just be good or bad. So I like this framework. I find it really, really good with people. What are you doing that's good? What are you doing that's bad? What is unknown here? What What is here going on maybe in your world that is making it not work or maybe what what else is going on? And it could be they don't feel like they have enough information and maybe that's why they're underperforming. They may be having a whole lot of stuff going on at home. They may just feel really nervous and feel insecure about whether they've got the skills and stuff like that. But if you don't ask that question, you don't know. So what's good? What's bad? What am, what else is in here? What is unknown? And what's the overall picture? Where do we go to from here? And I think if you just do that, those two things, look for kindness. Always look for kindness. Some people come with such good hearts and intention. There are some people who are shits, you know. Jeff Bezos, he's not sitting there going, oh, you know, how much can I share and give to the world? When he started, I think his ex-wife has kind of showed him up good time, big time, so <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of caught out there. But, yeah, so she really highlighted to him how mean and stingy he is, actually. And so his conscience is pricked and he's just been given a whole lot of money to Dolly Parton. So it's just interesting to kind of say, yeah, you know, if you're good behaviour, we want to be kind. We just need to find a way to be kind. And every time you cut someone down, you are, um, it's no good. So be sincere. Be kind. And if you are sincere and kind, you can kind of say anything to anyone. But if you're tricky or you're sneaky or you're brutal with yourself, with others, it's like that's a crash and burn in all aspects, actually. So that's what I would say. That's my advice. It's probably a lot of advice. <laughs> there is a lot, actually. So, you know, usually we end the show with, with the piece of advice. And I think we have plenty there. Uh, but 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 just just before we end today, and first of all, I want to thank you again. Uh, we start with a thank you. We'll end with a thank you for everything. I think we had so much powerful stuff that we have taken today. Wish we had more time. Um, but but um, you do the work worldwide. I'm assuming so. You do these yeah. sessions through Zoom and otherwise. Uh, yeah. How can our audiences reach out to you if they need further, uh, I guess, assistance and and maybe to help them practice, you know, their meditation and and really apply that into their real world. Sure. So uh, the business is called Kindly Cut the Crap. So I am straight down the line. <laughs> but it. it's the kindness is really like I used to be so brutal and hard and hard with myself and hard with others. And that still is there. But I remember I've just got to always be kind. So kindlycutthecrap.com, that's the website. And if you sign up, you know, that you can get a PDF with five meditations to do on the go. And I have no idea how any of it works. So I think it goes into MailChimp and that's the end of your, you won't get any spam from, I don't sell it because I don't know even how that thing works. So you just do that. My my web guy knows how all that works. And I also have a thing at the moment. I don't know if it's up yet. I haven't checked the website today. But if you want to have a meditation tailored for your need, then uh, just put in your request and inside on 5, 10, 15 minutes, what you would like. And, and then I'll just create a meditation for you, for your need, your wish. And I'll just put it up on my website to kind of create a large library. So there's that. And yeah, just to say thank you very much for, for your time. And, and I work online, as you said, and I think, I think that's it. Did I answer every question? Yes, you did. And and again, we will have description of your site on on the I mean your link to the site on the description show so people can actually reach out to you because I, I think there's a lot of value there besides you know those things that are available. I think for you know some people may need more work and, and assistance, you know, on a long, you know, term. So uh we we'd love to actually share that. I mean, again, this is about you and 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 your value that you bring into the world. So uh, I, you know. Keep up the great word and, you know, the work, work and the word that you actually put out there, um, you know, cross podcasts and other, you know, other type of forms. 
And, uh, you know, for me, I mean, I enjoyed this, this chat and I know you have, uh, you know, hard stop now, so I'm not going to keep up uh, any further. So, so Wendy, thank you so much for being with us and, uh, you know, for, you know, the time that you spent with us, uh, folks. Uh, thank you for being with us today, for watching, listening, and hope that this this show does bring you a lot of new things that you can apply in real life and hopefully make you uh, better at whatever you do and, and and more successful. Again, we didn't get to the definition of success. Maybe our next one we'll, we'll discuss that. <laughs> it's a peaceful heart. There you are. If you've got a peaceful heart, everything will just feel successful. And with that, we will conclude our show today. <laughs> Thank you so much, folks. We'll talk soon. New day, new show, new topic, new guest. Bye for now. Thanks, Hurricane.